Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 7 of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is the wonderful artist, Wolf J. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the seventh case of Mixtape and Identity with Wolf J. Wolf J is an exceptionally gifted artist from Melbourne, Australia. They had a, a really solid understanding of, of music production, you know, being a, a musician and all. They had some really interesting choices musically, a lot of stuff that was, was absolutely brand new to me, and some great reasons behind the choices as well. So all in all makes for a really great chat. I w- will say in terms of the audio quality, there's a little bit of rustling and a little bit of uh, some animal noises in the background. I, I tried to clean it up as best I could, but just let you know that's that's not you, that's me. If you're new to the show, don't forget that you can check out the playlist ahead of time. Find us on the socials, on Instagram and Twitter for all details. But for now, we'll jump into episode 7 of Mixtape and Identity with Wolf J. How often are you actually listening to music these days? Um, it has dropped off with being in lockdown. Um, I used to listen to music a lot on my commutes to work and you know, on work breaks and uh, wandering around the city after work, that kind of thing. And I have to be really deliberate about it now, like being sitting at home all the time and being in front of the computer and having so many other things like video games and movies that are like technically more engaging. Um, yeah, I have to kind of like put time aside to like go for a walk and listen to a record and kind of spend time with music. Probably most of the music that I've been listening to is my own stuff like while I'm working on it which like I don't think is particularly healthy (laughs) (laughs) no it makes sense um when you listen to other things then are you listening to albums or playlists or how are you actually listening to it then um I've I've always been like really big on singles um I feel like I have to really be familiar with an artist to like uh like actually listen to a whole album like start to finish um sure yeah, I, I am very much a creature of habit and will go back and listen to albums that I like really love and listen to those over and over again. But um, yeah, with with newer stuff, it's mostly just singles and yeah, putting them in playlists. And are you typically going for, for newer stuff, trying to find new things? Or? I think, I mean, I think that's one of my, one of the few good things about streaming is it's so easy to find new stuff. Um mm. And if I find a song that I like, I'll go through that artist, like, kind of, like, other artists that their listeners listen to, and, and we'll kind of, like, flip right. through and try to find some stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know if I ever, like, deliberately be like sit down and be like, all right, today I'm finding a new song. It's always kind right. of like... Um, Whatever comes up. Uh, yeah, or I, or I just, like, want to see what else... Uh, someone who produced one song, uh, what other things they've produced, that kind of thing, so it's more inquisitive than kind of a like cultural thing if that makes sense yeah okay that makes sense so what what's the first music that you bought or owned i mean my my parents always bought a like a not a lot of music but like whenever we'd go to the shops they would kind of like grab a cd or something but the earliest cd i remember buying with my own money was mm-hmm. the greatest hits of five like the pop boy band um and I, Lovely. Yeah, yeah, I, I had, I, I already had a few of their singles, and then I saw the greatest hits, and I was like, yes, I don't have to like swap the singles out after I've like listened to the one song and annoy mum in the car. Um, yeah, so my right. first, my first CD was a, a technical <laughs> purchase rather than a like <laughs> this like holy grail moment. I <laughs> love it. Uh, and what's the best live performance you've ever seen? Best live show. Um, I, I mean, I've seen. I don't. I don't actually see a whole bunch of live music because it's, it's pretty expensive. Like here in Australia, um, I think mm-hmm. the one that has like, uh, I grew up kind of like studying jazz, so I've seen like a, a lot of really good like technical music performances. Um, but I think the the concert that's like stuck with me the longest, and I've thought about the most afterwards was Kanye's Yeezus tour which was like I think maybe 2013 um and that has like yeah I like go back I go back to that as like a reference point in like my own stuff when I'm like 
working on shows and how I want someone to like experience my music and stuff. Um, yeah, I go back okay. to that a lot. Excellent. Okay. And we've got a bit of Kanye later in the playlist. Yes. Yes. It was very hard to pick Excellent. which one to, to add on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll dive into the playlist. And so song one is a song that you fell in love with straight away. And your song is When I Grew Up by Garbage. Yeah. I. Um, so this song came out when I was like maybe like nine or ten. Um, and my, mm-hmm. I remember being on like a, a car road trip with my parents and my dad put this record on um, this garbage album and I just like was hooked on it straight away and like made him like play the song over and over and over again and my parents didn't really understand <laughs> what, what they didn't really like the song um and then I like got home and like went on my piano and was like worked out how to play it and just only played that for like a month um yeah it's uh, oh, wow. okay. uh and then kind of like later in my life I've like come back to it and um kind of yeah, like, falling in love with it again, uh, kind of realising the kind of, like, queer message in a lot of Garbage's music. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, like, it's it's definitely, like, come back in a big way for me, kind of the last few years as well. Oh, brilliant. Song two is a song that took you a while, so yours is Rom-Com 2004 by Soccer Mommy. Yeah, I, I really love Soccer Mommy um, and have, like, listened to all of their stuff and, like, fallen in love with it. Um uh, but this song is produced by a like a hyper pop producer called AG Cook, who I really love as well. Who has done a lot of work with like Charlie XEX and Sophie and like those kind of like Arca, like those kind of like really big hyper pop artists. Um, and to hear his production on a Soccer Mummy song was just like very mm-hmm. jarring. Um, his his production is like he would like stretch sounds and like make them very kind of like synthetic and very industrial and manufactured. And Soccer Mommy is like mm. a <laughs> like a like a soft rock indie artist. So it was just like it warped oh, okay. my brain hearing those two sounds next to each other. And I was like, I, right. I couldn't listen to any AG Cook, AG Cook production or any other Soccer Mommy music until I like reconciled this very odd song um but i've like come i've like i've like it took a few kind of tries to like really get into it and uh really kind of just like work out just try and crack the code because it was it's it's so strange um but now i love it Mm. and i listen to it like every day and it's so great excellent makes a lot of sense actually because listen to there are two very distinct vibes in it yeah yeah like the, most of the vocal performance is very yeah soft indie rock that makes a lot of sense and then you have these interludes where it's just what well, the first time I, first couple of times i listened to it, it was like i don't know what's going on at all <laughs> in these sections but uh after a couple of listens you just sort of i don't know you get used to it in a way but it just seems to make sense together a little bit more yeah and i really uh i really really love that kind of like stretching the genre and bringing kind of new color palettes into the genre and be like yeah soft indie yeah, rock obviously. can be over hyper pop production and it can work yeah and and also just like the amount of trial and error that they have to do in the background like this was definitely not first pass it sounded like this right yeah it was the amount of work that would have gone into making this palatable is wild mm. it's wild yeah. All right. Uh, song three then is a song from your introduction to music. So yours is "She" by the Monkees. Yeah, I so I had I had a, a song by the Beatles in this spot for the longest time. Then I, I I was trying to think back to like other things that were happening like in my life when I was listening to the Beatles as like a kid, and I remember super clearly uh-huh. watching the Beatles help film, which is fucking bonkers. It's uh-huh. so insane and pretty racist. <laughs> And I, but I remember watching that and then like straight after my dad being like, oh, and here's another thing you can watch, which is like the same genre, which was like the monkeys TV show. Mm-hmm. And it was only like much later in my life that I realized the monkeys were like a parody of the Beatles right. and weren't a real band. And it was a TV show and the music was just like extra. It was just like decorative, but the music was so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this is like a meta pick 
Like, <laughs> it should right, be the okay. Beatles, but it's like, yeah. I feel like the Monkeys, like, it shouldn't be as good as it is. Like, the fact that we have, like, I'm a Believer and stuff now because of this, like, comedy show, the yes. making fun of, like, the biggest pop band in the world. It's like, yeah, this rules. <laughs> yeah. I hadn't heard this song before and it's excellent. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a little, like, the, the verses are, are a little bit, you know... They do sound a bit like a joke of like pop music at the time, but there's some yeah. moments in there that are just like truly inspired, I think. <laughs> yeah. Song four then is a song that makes you happy, and yours is Home by L C D Sign System. Yeah, I I don't think I have like a really complex breakdown of this. It's just like a really it's just such a fun song. I've always really admired the way L C D sound system like really take their time with their songs and like they're not like four minute punch it out pop songs like they'll just like sit in a moment and it kind of forces you to like yeah stop and reflect a little bit and the fact that the song is kind of so uncomplicated like it doesn't it's not trying to get you to stop and think about you know these huge complex issues it's just thinking about home yeah. which is which i really love i do like the i like what you said about it them taking their time over it like the the intro is more or less just a single note for the first like 30 seconds yeah just very like very very basic and it takes a, a a while for them to to hit their stride yeah i can imagine like a radio producer being like this isn't gonna fly oh you need to get to the song a lot quicker for <laughs> sure for sure and i guess like a lot of their music's like that um and i think it comes from them starting just as like a party band and their right. first kind of like round of recordings was just like like better recordings of live takes of them just like playing at a show and playing these like these kind of wild indie parties like back mm-hmm. in new york and stuff so yeah it's just cool to kind of like hear that come through and not have it like so processed and chopped up and arranged and manicured and yeah it's i really really love it excellent and then song five a song that makes you sad is oh how we drift away by tim heidecker and Ways blood yeah i I came onto like Tim Heidecker's music pretty late and had kind of always just like never considered listening to his music because he's time Tim Heidecker, like he's like, you know, goofy kind of obscure comedy guy. And yeah, I, uh, during lockdown, I like was listening to this album that he put out called Fear of Death and Waste Blood is like one of my favorite kind of like indie songwriter artists kind of thing. She has a really brilliant record called uh titanic rising i think off the top of my head i'm probably butchering all of these facts (laughs) um but uh yeah she's really incredible and then kind of like when i like flick through the track list and i saw yeah featuring waste blood i was like hmm okay maybe i have to like take this guy seriously because this is like a pretty solid person to like have feature on a track and yeah i've never i i have haven't really stopped and like like taken the time to read the lyrics too much because I'm just always kind of just so caught up in oh how we how we kind of like drift apart how we drift away and that that sentiment alone is so powerful that it yeah it just wraps me up this song just like it's like a wave and just like totally wipes me out every time I kind of spend some time with it yeah it's very on the nose as well for a sad song it's like it's there's no metaphor around it it's very much like here here's what we're sad about today yeah yeah it's uh yeah there's there's a few country artists that really kind of articulate that like no metaphor straight up yeah this is what this is the thing that is happening this is how i feel about it which i which i i really respect i think it's really hard to kind of be that transparent sometimes so yeah it really feels like they kind of brought everyone brought their a game that day in the studio and yeah 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 it's interesting actually because this is this concept of change as you get older and being with new people and changing your sort of your surroundings and your group dynamics is it's not really a theme that I'd come across an awful lot until maybe this year and all of a sudden I think Biffy Clyro's new album mm. Royal Blood's new album both have massive themes of that this is another song they've come across and this is something that's like this is something I'm more or less uh, going through this year and it's a part of the sort of human condition almost but it's something that it's like mm. seems to be universal 
that I didn't know was universal until it started happening to me and started to find a lot of music that feels very very similar yeah for sure it's uh i i definitely felt it like the few years before lockdown like i moved to moved to a new city and wasn't able you know financially wasn't able to kind of go back and see friends super often and yeah like the very first line of this song is like last time i saw you and then goes on to be like you know this is what it was like then and this is what it's like now and i i think a lot about like the friends that i you know used to be friends with and now i don't know where i stand with and communication just kind of maybe they're not super online or you know for whatever reasons they you know it's not a good time for them to like reply to a message or when you try hit them up or that kind of thing and then you like fall asleep one night and wake up and now it's six months later and it's like fuck (laughs) like i don't know how to kickstart this again uh and sometimes you have to kind of just like yeah it's yeah it's very very hard it's just like that like pull in different directions and you might have crossed paths at some point in time and that was nice but the thing that brought you there is the thing that will keep kind of moving you past them and then past you yeah um and it's just yeah it's just that drift and yeah, yeah. i kind of always thought that you meet people and then your your life gets wrapped up in theirs and then yeah. over time you always have that to bring you back to each other but that isn't the case like it's uh yeah you kind of just keep moving and you kind of just have to be okay with it and yeah it's tricky yeah absolutely and that um there's one lyric in particular that you can take my name off your phone or out of your phone Mm -hmm. is like such a ouch final and defeated lyric it's yeah i really 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 felt this one yeah really felt it yeah and i guess that feeling can go both ways of like telling someone they should remove your name but then also being Mm. resigned to the fact that maybe you should just remove them because you've moved too far apart and yeah Yeah. it's uh it can hurt and it's it's not like a i think it's tricky to kind of unpack because it's not a direct hurt it's not like a hurt because someone has tried to hurt you or has done a thing that has hurt you it's just like yeah growing pains i guess but growing apart pains (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's a good way to put it and tim heidecker is a comedian you said yeah he's like yeah he's like half of like bloke. <laughs> tim and eric show which is like a huge american oh, okay. comedy right, duo right. of like absurdist comedy holy shit tim yeah, this is what are you doing this is yeah this is like his yeah he's just also a like very serious musician yeah a musical masochist <laughs> Yeah, I love I love kind of people who are like multifaceted like that, yeah. and it's uh, yeah, like do a bunch of different things that each other thing doesn't inform the other thing. Yeah, like they can be very separate. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, song six then is a song to relax to, and yours is falling asleep with a book on your chest by Lullatone. Yeah, I I <laughs> I I had a few different songs in this position, and then I was like fuck it i'm just gonna pick the one that is like the most this but also like yeah. the title is <laughs> such a joke yes i <laughs> will put this song on when i am falling asleep with a book on my chest <laughs> yeah fits the brief <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah i mean if this was a test you've passed <laughs> sick so <laughs> this artist lulatone it's like a husband and wife in japan uh, and the husband, I think, is like a British expat uh, in Japan. And I discovered them. Okay. I went to Tokyo to study for like a month um, while I was in uni. And I discovered Google Tone while I was over there. There was like a little cafe that was playing one of their albums. And it took me a minute to like even realize there was something playing because it kind of just sounded like background ambient noise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like, sat down in the cafe, was waiting for someone. I was sitting there for like half an hour and then realized, oh, there's like stuff playing. This isn't just like the sound of the cafe. And I like went up and had to have this awkward conversation, try to work out what the song was and found it. And Oh, did they not know straight away? Well, <laughs> they didn't know English straight away. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> um, and I ah. didn't really know how to ask. 
uh, right. in my like very limited Japanese. And then, yeah, have like since kind of like messaged Willitone a little bit and been like, ah, this is how I found you. I really love your stuff. And yeah, they have a bunch of different things and their music is very much like like a musical score from a film, but for like everyday moments. Yeah. And their songs are very, very literally named, like riding up a hill on a borrowed bike. That's like sick. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm not going to struggle to work out which part <laughs> of my life to score with. <laughs> yes. I'm a very simple person. <laughs> I really need it. I need it spelled out. <laughs> None of this last uh, breath after heartbreak bullshit. <laughs> Just tell me, put on a humidifier with lavender drops. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, song seven and a song from your preteen years. So yours is a, a little less 16 candles, a little more touch me by Fallout Boy. Yeah, um... I really had to dig through this album to find the one that was <laughs> least problematic. <laughs> uh, they're not an incredibly problematic band, but there's just a few that I, um, I, I don't want to be like the pick for my, for my preteen years. Um, but yeah, I went, I went through sure. a huge kind of like pop. I mean, I don't know if they're pop punk for that boy, but kind of, you know, very, uh, I'd go with that. yeah. Guitar pop music yeah, why not um yeah, yeah i went through a big phase of this and i guess it started with like good charlotte and probably spread through to probably modern baseball which i think is coming up on the list as well yeah, it is, yeah. of just that kind of like poppy guitar kind of stuff yeah i feel like everyone or well not everyone but like all my friends had fallout boy phases and i guess that's why i'm friends with them <laughs> I, I very much understand that they're not a, a great band Uh, and they're not great songs but it was just like the the particular thing that I was like hooked on for far too long and now enjoy very nostalgically I think it's a lot of like a lot of energy and a lot of angst which for a teenager is like a perfect cocktail for 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 what you connect with or what you resonate with at that age I think yeah it's it's wild kind of getting to the age now myself that Fallout Boy were when they wrote these songs and just being like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't imagine writing I mean just this song name. This <laughs> is very cringy. Writing that as like a thirty year old man with a mortgage. Yes. <laughs> just like yeah. a little less John Hughes film, a little more touch me. <laughs> it's like this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh yeah i yeah for that when i was a teenager i didn't realize how odd it was like all the different elements and i only learned this a few days ago but one of the guys in fallout boys uh i think it was his uncle or his grandfather was like very 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 high up in like u.s politics like secretary of state level okay u.s politics and i'm just like oh, of course this very strange band had lots of support and funding. (laughs) And the fact that they were just able to, like, kind of imprint on so many teenagers, I just find very funny. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad you said that about the titles because I've talked about this before in the show, so I'll not go into it in too much depth, but that's the exact reason I didn't get into Fall Out Boy at this age because they came out with an album and it had all these titles, like, I've got all this ringing in my ears, but none of my fingers. Like all those different, and as you say, like I, di- I didn't even think about it in the context of it being like a thirty-year-old man writing those uh, those titles. But <laughs> even when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I was like, "That's shit." Like that's not even a pot. Like I've got all this ringing in my. You're listening to loud music, but you're not married. What does that mean? Like that's you're just saying things, um, and that's that's why I didn't get into them. Um, so I'm I'm glad you've also called them out on their dumb titles. It's it's so funny because it's like it's uh they they're truly awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like oh, you've really gone downhill on them since the start of this answer. Well, I mean, I still I still like listen to this record like very often, like probably once yeah. a fortnight. I'll 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 put it on start to finish. It's yeah. uh. Yeah, I think it's I I I find it really jarring how 
I think that like I think the songwriting is very clever and the arrangements are very clever um, and so much more intricate than what other bands in this kind of space were doing at the time. Right. There's a there's a, a there's a remix of a Fall Out Boy song by Kanye West, um, which is like truly uh-huh. awful, and he's just like rapping about he's like rapping about how skinny their jeans are and how how awful they are and it's an official full level release and i just i i yeah it like wears it's it's very proud of how cringy it is yeah and i i do really like that yeah Yeah. you gotta own it like (laughs) you're gonna be cringy i think you just have to double down on it 100 percent, absolutely the song it then is a cover and yours is this must be the place by kishibashi yes i i found kishibashi from a song they did called The Ballad of Mr. Steak, which is a, like a, a pop song with all these strings about a piece of steak, like going out in the world and learning to dance and falling in love. <laughs> I see your face. Okay. I see your face. And yep. uh, yes, that's the correct response. Um, it's, it's very okay. odd, but it's like just like a really pure, catchy, string-led pop song. Um, it's just very strange. Right. And I, yeah, was like listening to a live concert that he recorded mm-hmm. and he had this cover and I was like, this is perfect. This is so great. I really love this Talking Head song. But yeah, this is like one of the few covers of it that I've heard that I think adds something to the song yeah. rather than rather than just kind of like being a half-assed copy of Talking Head. Right. It elevates it, I think. I, that, that's what I like in a cover is something that like, as you say, elevates it or makes it different or unique. And not just someone with an acoustic guitar. Yeah, for sure. Playing the same chords and I hate acoustic guitars. <laughs> I hate I hate acoustic guitars and good singers. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> song nine then is a song that you would sing at karaoke. Serious so is Say What You Want by Texas. Yeah, I realized after I picked this that I've never been able to find this on a karaoke machine. Okay. <laughs> when I've gone to do karaoke, because it is my go-to pick. Like, I really love this song. Yeah. And I feel like it's a song that once you hear it, you remember it. Yes. But you didn't know that you had heard it until you listened to it. Exactly right. Which, to me, is like a perfect karaoke song. Like, you don't want to just pick something that everyone knows the words to. You want to pick something that's, like, reminding someone that something exists. Right. Yeah, and I feel like this song, like, this artist and this album just got lost. Like, I just have this impression of it being huge like late 90s early yeah. 2000s but has just completely fallen into you know nothing like it just doesn't exist anymore yeah it's i don't know it's just like a really it just feels like a really comfortable song to me right and if you're singing a karaoke are you tempted to do the little <sighs> i think that's super prerequisite yeah <laughs> yeah okay good good it's that's, so that's good. what i want that's what i want there's like few songs that like one guitar chord and a breath is the riff yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's great that's excellent all right song 10 then is a song that reminds you of a specific place so yours is chloroform by phoenix yeah i listen i was listening to this album a lot back in when it came out which i i'm gonna guess was like i could have done research on this but okay i i remember i was flying to Atlanta in America for a kind of a work trip, kind of like a volunteering trip for this organization that I'd been volunteering Mm -hmm. for and had been doing way too much work, like kind of went in and was like, oh, this is all the shit that needs to be done. And this is like 5% of that you actually agree needs to be done. So I was doing way more work than was necessary and was pretty burnt out and was flying to flying to Atlanta to help them kind of get a new branch established there. And this record had come out either that year or very close to the trip. And I remember putting this song on as each of my connecting flights was like taking off from their respective airports. And it was like three or four flights to get to Atlanta. And there were these huge, like really out of character snowstorms in like Texas. And I ended up having to like sleep in the airport for like 20 hours and like hang out and line up for these flights and knock it on Mm -hmm. them and so when I finally got on the flight and we're taking off and putting this on and just like the 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 song has like this like you know synth intro of just like and then when it hits and I'd always try and time the hit for when the plane would take off. Oh nice. Um 
That was very, very basic shit, very normie shit. But it was, uh, yeah. I just, uh, I just have this. This song is like seared into my memory as like being a very Atlanta memory, which is funny because it's a French indie band, so it has right. nothing to do with Atlanta. It's not like I was like listening to Atlantan kind of music. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this song to me is like driving around in the snow in Atlanta. The streets are deserted because it doesn't snow in Atlanta, so no one has snow plows or yeah. cars that can drive in the snow and we would just be driving along these empty highways and cars are like have like slid off the road and are like <laughs> just sitting in ditches and it was yeah. very kind of apocalyptic and yeah this kind of very upbeat bright pop song is like the soundtrack to those quite bleak and stark images in my mm. mind yeah okay uh, moving on then, song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person. And so we've got Kanye back. Yep. And one of the Beatles. Yes. This is Only One then, by Only One by Kanye West, featuring Paul McCartney. I had to get I had to get the Beatles in somehow, even if it was a technicality. <laughs> so this is probably like the least Kanye-esque Kanye song. <laughs> like it's mm. down-tempo, like smooth rock track pretty much um yeah with with paul mccartney playing like the organ um and so Kanye released this after his mother donda passed away and uh it's him in third person talking to his mother in heaven asking her to like keep an eye out for him mm. and yeah i feel like a lot of the stuff that, that Kanye has said over the years about the connection with his mother i feel very strongly with my grandmother and so so my grandmother has been like very unwell for like a very very long time and it's pretty much been the last the last 10 years we've been like ready to say goodbye at any moment um so it's been this very odd drawn out kind of preparation for grieving i guess and yeah this song kind of just i mean it, it feels weird to say but very much puts me in the headspace of like of just like easing that transition like whenever that time comes Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like this song has kind of like set me up for it of just like uh and i think it's because it's like yeah he's having a conversation with her after she's passed and it's like the like continuing the dialogue between two people were very who were very close yeah 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 it's definitely yeah definitely not one i just put in playlist to stumble across but it's uh yeah, it really puts me at ease when you know I'm. I'm also I'm in I'm in Melbourne. She lives in in a different city. We're still in lockdown over here. Can't easily yeah. travel. There's been a few times in the last couple of years that there's been health scares and I can't I can't go visit. And you just kind of have to cross your fingers and hope for the best and hope that whatever will happen will happen smoothly and no complications mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, it's this song has really kind of helped just guide through that process a bit yeah it makes a lot of sense there's a lot this is a sort of uh again a kind of a common theme that's come up on the podcast already but there's definitely a comfort in listening to someone who's gone through that process or go through something that you're experiencing be that happy or be that um painful Mm. and be able to summarize it and distill it in a way that it's like poetry it just makes you like just having someone who's gone through that and is able to articulate it in a way and then make you feel it i guess there's definitely a lot of comfort in that yeah definitely definitely it's uh it's interesting it's interesting and i guess i won't really know how i totally feel about it until things have you know have have happened yeah but yeah yeah okay last thing i'll say on this one is that i'm not i haven't ever been a huge uh kanye west fan myself and uh i'm really really glad that this was in your playlist because uh, i didn't listen to the song i think there was something going around at the time that basically there was a kind of like meme about this and that um kanye west had got got one of the beatles on his record and then mess with the vocals to such a point that you wouldn't recognize it as paul mccartney oh yes that's a different song that's five four seconds 
with Rihanna as well. Right. Okay. Thought that. Um, yeah, and and I think there was another song as well, "All Day," where that Paul was on. Mm-hmm. With, with, that's just like him whistling, but right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Link Kanye is a is a fucking idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, purely from an academic point of view. Yeah. It's been very interesting. Uh, I mean, I loved him growing up. Yes. I loved his early records. Um, just as like someone that I would listen to, and then it's been very interesting watching him reinvent himself and try and keep himself relevant. Yeah, which I think he's like pretty much succeeded at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a. Um, I wouldn't say I feel like I feel like there's an element of saying you're a fan, which means you're not critical or you're not. It, it implies like a sense of blindness that you're just like you blind fandom and you're, you're not yes. you're not actually looking at what they're doing and critiquing it and judging it um but yeah. i would say i am quote unquote a fan that yes. i've been following for a very long time but i uh um yeah no he's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of tribalism around fandom particularly online so yeah i get, I get what you mean but yeah. there, there's a there's yeah. a lyric in this song i thought was absolutely beautiful which is no you're not perfect but you're not your mistakes mm. which for an idiot and i i would typically agree with you that Kanye west is an idiot that is a beautifully written lyric yep yeah i absolutely loved it yeah he's an idiot with moments of brilliance uh, yeah, and I, and absolutely. I'm, I'm here for the brilliance, and I, <laughs> and I, um, I'm here for the idiocy sometimes. You know, you can, yeah, it can be entertaining from a distance. Yeah, song twelve, then a song that motivates you. So we're back to modern baseball here. Yeah, uh, with just another face. So I found modern baseball when they released their first record, just called Sports, through this like random. For some reason, I was signed up to like. The, the university arts department monthly newsletter from this university called Drexel University, which is like in in the states, mm-hmm. which is not a notable university. It's okay. just like a regular ass college kind of place. Sure. <laughs> it's not special, okay. and I completely forget why I was even on this mailing list. And they like sent out this email blast that's like Drexel alumni modern baseball. <laughs> release their first record and i'm like yeah all right i've got nothing to do i'll go listen to that and i'm like why did i do that but they went on to be like kind of the biggest kind of like philadelphia indie rock band in a minute like they just blew up um and uh yeah i just love them so 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 much and they 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 came out to australia to play some shows and i couldn't afford to go and then they came back a few years later and i was like fuck it I'm going to go, I'm going to like fly to Sydney, which is like, you know, I don't know, like a three, four hour flight from where I was living. I'm going to fly there. I'm going to see modern baseball. It's going to be sick. Um, and then after I bought the tickets, they released this record, Holy Ghost. And it's very, it's a very strange record. Um, the So modern baseball had two songwriters um, mm-hmm. and they would typically write songs together. And then this album comes out and it's like, the first like side A of the record is one songwriter and then song B side B of the record is a is the other songwriter so they completely mm-hmm. made it separate weren't working together at all which was wild because it was like these four friends who like went to uni together so there was like it was pretty pretty fucking strange um and then listening to the record it becomes very obvious that um Brendan who's the songwriter did the second half of the record of which this song lives it's the last track on the album was like really going through some like mental health shit um Mm. it's just like it just sounds like really 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 tortured and so the shows come around i fly to sydney go to see the show it was very strange they (laughs) don't seem happy to be there right but i'm trying to like not overanalyze it just enjoy it this is this band that i love but it seemed really odd and then Mm -hmm. it was like a couple weeks later they cancelled all the other shows that they had left and disbanded. And they were just like, that's it. Like, Brendan has called it quits. Needs to get help. We're all all calling it quits as well. Wow. 
and around the same time I was going through like a lot of kind of like mental health struggles myself and like I mean you know still like it's a it's a constant kind of maintenance thing yeah um but I think hearing this this songwriter who I really loved and had kind of grown with for like the you know four or five years before that point finally getting to see him live having this really having this really strange album that really beautifully encapsulates like struggling with mental health or like his half of the album Mm -hmm. really struggling with mental health yeah just I think just that series of events was just like finally pushed me to like finally start to get the help that I might have needed at the time um and kind of yeah when I still listen to it now I'm reminded of all that and and it kind of yeah motivates me to kind of stop and reassess and be like all right my looking after myself at the moment am I working too much am I not spending enough time with my dog and going for walks and yeah that kind of basic shit and it's just like yeah so motivating but not in the maybe not in the like oh I'll finally do that assignment kind of motivation <laughs> but yeah definitely still kind of just like kicks me into gear and be, and is just like all right I need to need to put the work in again that's brilliant I really like that. It's a completely different take on the motivation factor. And it's really important to have that sort of like having some kind of anchor almost as a reminder of that and something to, yeah, kickstart that again and get you back into that mindset is it's really important. Mm. Yeah, that's lovely that you have that. I really like that. Yeah, it's nice to have like healthy, positive reminders rather than. Yeah yeah waking up in the hospital and being like yeah time to <laughs> time to get back on track <laughs> yeah no that makes sense yeah, so i've had both so it's nice to <laughs> nice to just yeah. have a song that i can put on it's much cheaper <laughs> it's the carrot rather than the stick yeah exactly yeah uh song 13 then is a song that someone introduced you to and yours is a million other things by pronoun so a few years ago i started following this this australian band called egoism who do really great kind of a dreamy pop shoegazy music um and they posted on their instagram story so this isn't so much a recommendation but they posted on their instagram story and they're like about this song Mm -hmm. and just shared it and i like went and checked it out and just like loved it straight away started following the artist pronoun on twitter and yeah we just like started chatting a bit on twitter and started chatting a bit on instagram and i eventually like showed them some of my music and I'm like signed to their label now and release music with them and hang out with them every week on FaceTime and stuff. And Excellent. yeah, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's class. I love that. It's a really great song. It's so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. I, I love like, I, I, I think in this podcast today, it sounds like I'm trying to do a pronoun impression with my, my gravelly voice, but I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, just uh yeah i love elisa's music a lot um and i think getting to know them a bit as a person um has just yeah yeah, like all their music is like really transparent and really honest and they do so many other things as well and like in the music industry and yeah they're just they're great i'm a huge fan fantastic excellent song 14 is a song that you wouldn't expect to like and yours is msmsmsmsm by sophie (laughs) yeah um i put this one in as a bit of a i'm not sure if it's a palate cleanser but it's a (laughs) yeah it's it's like a bolt of electricity (laughs) when you're not expecting it yeah Um, yeah. it's uh yeah i i think kind of i mean listening to listening to so much stuff and also spending so much time making music Mm -hmm. it's nice to have things that are just like just like a jolt to the system right that are just like so different and so kind of concentrated and so strange Mm -hmm. that it yeah it just kind of like just freshens things up a bit it's uh yeah it's i don't think on its own it's like a thing that i would listen to and be like yeah that's a that's a cool catchy song (laughs) but it's just like it's just like uh it's like getting like like punched in the head by a friend it's it's like there's there's a purpose for it you need it like it just like centers you i don't know 
Yeah, it's yeah. like a wake-up call. Okay. Like getting punched in the head by a friend is one of the strangest reviews I've ever heard, but I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, like a, when you get punched by a friend, it's like, it hits different. Yeah. I didn't mean that pun. I'm, that was awful. <laughs> it just, it's a different, fe- it's a different feeling. It's just like a, yeah. um, like brings you back into yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I love, I love Sophie's, Sophie's work they passed away last year very 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 tragically very young um and uh yeah so I think I think all of their work now I just like appreciate I mean I've always loved it but it just kind of weighs a bit heavier now knowing that there won't be any new Sophie songs coming out it's like everything feels a bit sacred now right and uh yeah I think when when you know I'm like sharing music with friends and putting music on like the work weekly work playlist and stuff when we're all working from home and you know going to shows and and uh when people see my hear my music or see me play live i i don't think they would ever pick this song as like oh yeah that, that checks out no surprises there it's uh right yeah i don't know i i love how jarring it is excellent lastly then song 15 is a song you think everyone should listen to <laughs> and your song is dichotomy by wolf J. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good one. You should check it out. <laughs> I think it's a good one as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote this song like a really long time ago and it's just taken a long time to kind of get the skills up to be able to record it properly and be able to like finish the lyrics and it's uh taken a very long time and it's also kind of like coincided with this big push from from me of like owning my work a little bit more um i mean i'm an independent artist own all my own own all my masters and stuff but from a production process there were like a lot of other people involved and it it's uh yeah i've had to like learn how to do a lot of very technical things in music so that i can take a song from like start to release almost on my own right and then when i am bringing other people into the process it's like a like I know what they're doing and I appreciate what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. in, in music, there's a lot of, oh, you want to record vocals, so go work with this person and use their, plug your mic into their mystery box of things and right. and it just sounds great. And it's like, yeah, but how? Like, yeah, what's and in the it, box? There's a lot of gate, yeah, there's a lot of gatekeeping and a lot of kind of like no one wants to share their secret source kind of thing. So right. yeah, um, this song was the, is like the title track off a little EP that I put out like I think a month ago now just a month ago mm-hmm. and it's uh yeah all those songs I like just made almost entirely on my own and yeah I'm really really proud of them and yeah and I think it's a good song <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about the the lyrics um what the song means to you yeah so it's um uh I'm I'm non-binary I use they them pronouns and I, I came out as non-binary a couple of years ago but it you know it's a process to work out like trying on different different parts of that experience and seeing what works for you and what feels comfortable and I think with this song I really just wanted to make it very clear how I think about myself I think so a dichotomy is like the space between two extremes so right if you have like left and you have right dichotomy is the space between those those two things and mm-hmm. it only exists because you have left and right. If you took away left, then it, there wouldn't be a dichotomy anymore because you know there's not these there's no there's no space between two things. And I think a lot of the time with non with non-binary people and non-binary identifying people, it's uh, we're often kind of put in this box of just like between male and female being being two extremes. Yeah, and it's like if you if you look a little bit feminine, you're like, we'll say you're non-binary, but it just means like woman light. And if you look a little bit masculine, we're just going to keep calling you a man and we're going to keep using the wrong pronouns and you're, we don't really understand it all. But I think what I've like, and it's taken time for me to like work this out, but I think to me, non-binary is, it's not a space between male and female. It's like an infinite exploration of mm-hmm. any combination of any things rather than a little bit female a little bit male 
it's like no they're just two ways of infinite ways that you could express your identity and your sexuality and your gender yeah and i think yeah i'm really proud of how the song came out and yeah kind of it to me like it feels very confident but then also it's hard to it's really hard to kind of balance expressing doubts or expressing uncomfortabilities while being very confident Mm -hmm. um and so like yeah i'm 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 yeah I, i think i've never kind of thought of songwriting as like a strength of mine before but with this one i'm like right yeah i understood the assignment <laughs> absolutely there's a lot of really nice touches there lyrically like uh the line i used to be good at being small but that's behind me i, I really really liked and yeah just the the refrain of i've got to stop thinking in extremes because i'm freaking out is is excellent as well there's a lot of things that i took away from the song and you know just as a a straight white man in terms of uh thinking in extremes and how um yeah how you know being one thing can sort of put you in that that box slightly but i'm not going to dwell on that because i think what you've said and what the song actually means is far far more important so i'm not going to take away <laughs> from that um but i think it's a beautiful song um a really really enjoyable listen and yeah lyrically i thought it was incredible i, I really really liked it thanks so much i really appreciate that all right so that's us so um i was gonna ask if there's anything you want to promote but you've you've already snuck in your song into the playlist so is there (laughs) is there anything else you want to you want to talk about or uh what else Um, you've got going on i don't i don't think so um i uh i mean you can you can follow me on instagram you can follow me on on spotify if that's your jam up on Bandcamp and stuff as well but yeah yeah follow along um i i pretty much have a song coming out every month for like the next year or so <laughs> in, oh, the, in the in the bank so uh yeah there's heaps of cool stuff coming that i'm really excited about and yeah thanks cool. for having me and that is it for episode seven thank you so much for listening please go and check out wolf j wherever you can um, insanely gifted artist and just a lovely lovely person so well worth your time i'm sure you listen to dichotomy as part of this it's a, it's a brilliant song the ep as well is excellent since we recorded this episode wolf jay has also come out with a remix of a drove song cannibals which is insanely good i highly recommend you check that out so if you can find them on Bandcamp especially and throw a little bit of money their way i'm sure that would be appreciated uh, if you like this show, please go and follow us on the socials at Mixtaping Identity on Instagram, at Mixtaping ID on Twitter. Best place to find all the information on playlists, guests, etc. Got some really exciting stuff coming up, especially over Christmas. So give us a follow and make sure you're in the loop. Do all the other good stuff as well. Leave us a review, say a nice thing, tell a friend. I'll be back next week for episode eight. So until then, look after yourselves and we'll speak to you then.